0: Hey guys, today we're here with Heloise. Thank you so much for viewing my podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm great. How are you? I'm
0: great. Thank you for asking. So tell us a little bit about you.
1: Um, So I'm Heloise. I am the artist and creator of J. Heloise Art. um, And I also produce a line of greeting cards um, that sell in stores and online at www.jheloise.com.
0: Perfect. And would you mind telling us your website and Instagram too?
1: Sure. My website is com. That's J-H-E-L-O-I-S-E. Um, and my Instagram is official, And that's it.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. So we're neighbors at Art 150. That's where we first met each other. Um, so tell us a little bit about your like creative process.
1: Mm. That's a good question um, about my creative process. Um, so, uh, I came to the visual arts actually by way of music, classical music, um, which is sort of an odd transition, but I grew up doing a lot of performing, um, piano lessons, performances, competitions, voice acting. And, um, I think it feels natural for me to have some kind of creative output multiple times a week. Um, So I think the discipline aspect of it, of showing up and creating, um, that's kind of second nature. But in terms of um, creating in the visual world, um, I would say the process to me has two parts. One is finding inspiration, and then one is using it. So there's always sort of a process of gathering the inspiration and then the output that comes of that, and those don't always happen the same day or the same week, Um, and... Also, for me, a really foundational moment was when I went to design school at mm-hmm. Parsons School of Design uh, in New York City. Um, I had amazing teachers, and they really taught me how to sort of push yourself to really get inspired, mm-hmm. like sort of not just regurgitate what you already know, um, but to um, immerse yourself in something new, different, challenging, so over the years, I've um, drawn from live martial artists. I've drawn from ballet dancers, moving, trying to capture them. Yeah. Um, all sorts of things, and so sometimes I'm working from books. Sometimes I'm working from, um, you know, photos. Sometimes things get a little more abstract, and it's just like a shape or a color that's interesting to me. But I think the point is to find something that you re- that really says yes within yeah. you, and work from that as a starting oh, uh, point.
0: And are you able, like, as soon as you get inspired? Are you able to like execute that inspiration right away like do you feel it or it takes like a few days to like incubate the idea and then give like birth to it? let's say
1: that's a really good question too um so it depends on what the medium is because uh, i also write songs and to me they're different processes um with songwriting sometimes it's a conscious idea that needs to incubate. Like, mm-hmm. I want to write a song about this, or I just went through a breakup, or or I might have lyrics that start to come to me just as I'm walking down the street, or I'm trying to go to sleep, and you know, and then yeah. I think, well, I think this is worthy of trying to start a song. Yeah. That's more conscious. Uh, for me, the watercolor, because um, I do work in watercolor, um, those works tend to come from, I would say, maybe a more deep, intuitive place um where a lot of times the starting point is not the same as the mm-hmm. end point i can't predict what will happen i just know something inspires me and i need to get it out within an appropriate period of time mm-hmm. you know, oh that's very cool yeah that's
0: very fascinating um and you said like watercolor that's your main medium right now because i see I like you do so much of the songwriting, the dancing and don't like do you get like for example if you're if you start to, let's say, like, you start to write a song in a way, do you ever stop and be like, oh, my gosh, you just had this great idea for a painting, let me do that? Do they kind of, like, intersect with each other and inspire each other?
1: That's a good question. Definitely. So I love being an artist who works in multiple mediums, Mm -hmm. media, I guess you could say. Um, People have questioned it. The public will sometimes find out that I also, you know, ballet three times a week or that i'm also a songwriter and i've had people sort of get a little disappointed maybe where i think that they think there's a little less credibility to what you're doing because you're spread so thin and you're just a jack-of-all-trades but i see it really differently and i see it as like a form of cross-training almost like yeah. as if we were athletes yeah and you're learning from each like a one. very
0: tense crossfit class yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and
1: yeah. so so it's exactly so it's kind of like I will definitely have parts and pieces of one that feed that fuel the other that goes back and forth um, in all kinds of really interesting ways. Um, a lot of times, song lyrics for me start very visually. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I'll have something in mind, like a scene or a word I'm searching for, and that's coming to me visually. <laughs> And so maybe that turns into, like, a color word or something oh, wow. in the that's song. wow, that's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say there's not as much that feeds into the art. The art, I like to have, um, I think of it a lot in terms of stories. So I like to have um, some kind of inspiration that almost fuels, it doesn't have to be, but usually there's some kind of a story, something intriguing about it. That's why I like working from books or even Um, when I was drawing dancers or martial artists, you'd kind of get to know each of them a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like taking portraits or something, where you're almost making, you're capturing somebody in their movement and their movement speaks so much. Like I learned so much about bodies and humans and humanity just taking dance class. Oh, wow. Um, You know, but, but even if it's a traditional form like ballet you're seeing the person's spirit through mm-hmm. the way they dance, yeah. like the way they move. They can't Absolutely, help it. Yeah. You're seeing their story. Even if it's like that day, maybe they were just a little bit under the weather or maybe they're excited or whatever yeah. it is or what what they bring to that. And you just put
0: like the inwards project outwards in a way. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's really, um, that's a really amazing part of the process too. And then understanding myself as a dancer, but it's been a lot of years of, I started from, so like back where we started from was like the piano lessons. So I started from traditional classic music, classical music. And um, you have to keep in mind that those disciplines really are disciplines. Yeah. There's not very much room.
0: For fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for individual expression
1: yeah. in, a, in a sense. Because yeah. the expression is supposed to be literally just that that sort of,
0: it's like the black and white, this is it, this is the formula.
1: Yeah, yeah, like you have to pay homage to what the composer intended Absolutely, at all yeah. times. I mean, first of all, you have to master it. Your yeah. fingers have to be able to execute, you know, all of those to technical perfection. things. Yeah. And the ballet world is a lot the same, which is why yeah. I think it feels so normal to me. Yeah. But, um, but somewhere in there, there is room for a person, if they have that artistic something to have that speak. I mean, that's what everyone looks for, right? Is who is that dancer that is given all the same material, everyone else is, but they somehow shine, Mm -hmm. you know? And I I think that's that question of, do you have that artistry? Do you have that presence? You know, and that's like the
0: X factor they call it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and so I guess, I guess it's kind of cool to, to sort of consider all that. Um, I guess for me, it's a surprise that I'm a visual artist. (laughs) Like it wasn't what was expected. Mm-hmm. In the context of my family, um, it wasn't what I expected of myself, but I always loved it.
0: So you mentioned earlier, like, you started with piano classes, right? Mm-hmm. While you were doing piano classes, did you, like, kind of, like, do a little arts and crafts in the way or, like, where you kind of, like, started that spark for art and painting?
1: I was my excitement for painting actually started at my summer camp. Okay. Because I went to a camp in the mountains in the Adirondacks, oh, wow. um, and it was beautiful. It was a Girl Scout camp. I, had, you know, I had friends. Yeah. It was a Whole community of us on an island. Like.
0: Yeah. And also but how old were you? Like, were you like a kid?
1: I started going at age nine.
0: Oh wow, that's pretty cool. So it basically, yeah. was like a, a a Woodstock, like a PG Woodstock <laughs> kind of did, vibe, yeah. where it's like. was <laughs>
1: yeah. so,
0: crafts and artsy and stuff yeah, yeah
1: very much so um it, it was an amazing place that's amazing um yeah. and I learned to watercolor paint there in a very casual informal way it was like mm-hmm. here are the paints yeah. there are the trees go yeah but, um, oh wow but I would take I would borrow the paints because it was really casual so I would just like hey can I just borrow these I mean they yeah. were good quality yeah. and I would just paint during my time off a little bit and so I taught myself A certain amount. I was like, I want to get the trees the color they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that was probably that traditional background for me of like, you have to do things to a T the way they are. So for a lot of years, I did that. And it really wasn't until like I went through fashion school and then I started my own independent career as an artist that I finally gave myself permission to venture off of the known Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the fun and the excitement lies, actually. That's, like, where that really deep creativity is. It's like, can you be within a form, but then can you let yourself explore? Yeah. And so I think that's how I kind of got from A to Z. I mean, career-wise, I chose not to go the music route because I was burnt out on it. Mm-hmm. And then I chose to do a fashion design degree because I felt that that was acceptable to my family. And it seemed like it would earn me a decent yeah. living. You know, but I took it from there really. Yeah. I just have felt in my adult life like being creative is such a need. It's not it's not a
0: It's like breathing, you have yes. to. There's no yeah. It's not a question. Exactly. Like it's
1: it's like it's it's like being a fish out of water. Yeah. When you're not able to create.
0: And do you since you do so much, do you like try to like do you find yourself thinking like, Oh my gosh, I already mastered this, I've done this like maybe subconsciously do you find yourself trying like purposefully do new things in a way like take a new class learn about you know
1: Yeah I always like to be trying something new and yeah. like exploring my limits but you use the word that you've mastered this and I never ever feel like I've mastered
0: anything Well master <laughs> <Like> could <can> be <laughs> like you know but I think discipline is like an amazing thing to conquer and master just it doesn't matter, like, how far you go in life. If you're able to, like, you know, constantly work on something, to me, hey, you're mastering it. And a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, whatever, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. You master something. That's, you know, you, like, for, I've been learning, like, you got to give yourself credit for the small things and the big things because they, they really matter. So, yes, you mastered it. Say it loud. You mastered it. That's master- true. No, <laughs> right? I, well,
1: within fashion illustration, I got to a point where I was able to do accurate yeah fashion drawings i was able to render the fabrics i was able to even change my fashion croquis to accommodate different figures mm-hmm. and all of that took years of work to yeah. do and i think that would that was some of when i started to let myself venture off the be- the known path yeah you know be- because in a sense i had but mentally it was a struggle to give myself permission
0: yeah you're like a little hesitant like pulling yourself back in a way.
1: Well, and I felt ashamed for a while about the work that I w- that was coming out of me, to mm-hmm. be honest. I mean, that just happens sometimes, yeah. where I was doing fashion faces, mm-hmm. but they weren't so fashion-y. Like, this was at a time, this was like, because I left for Vermont, I left New York City in 2000, at the end of 2008, and I thought, well, I have to keep this going, I have to keep doing this fashion stuff. hmm but when I would do these fashion faces, they were like messages like the word bitch <laughs> <laughs> on an angry face. Yeah. And it, But it was meant to be a question. like It was meant to cause people to think a little harder. Because mm. when you see a woman and you see bitch, you assume that label applies to her. Mm. But what does that really mean? Yeah. And so I gave it the title, Not a Bitch, Just Angry. Mm-hmm. She's, she's angry. Does yeah. she have a right to this anger? I think she does. Yeah. You know. But, you know, there's a story there we haven't explored. But I was ashamed of that work when I did it because at the time, the fashion industry was all about just like shopping, like it was so-
0: Consumerism, yeah.
1: so consumer driven and so excessive and everything was actually, you know, with all these furs and the jewels, you know, like we're in a different time now. We're in a post pandemic moment. But back then I was ashamed of the work I was doing because I didn't think I could get hired that way.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I thought, well, I'm supposed to be doing these cute shopping bag women, women shopping, right? Mm. But I wasn't. But now I look at that work and I see there, there was something to that. I was telling real yeah. stories.
0: So consciously, you're putting something out that you felt you thought mattered, in a way.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were they were honest stories. Absolutely. That, you yeah. know, they rang true to me. There was something I could see in in the models and in the work that that resonated, and that was what was driving it forward.
0: Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, like. What's something you wish, like if you were to see like a younger self of you, like your younger self, like twenty year old, (laughs) what would be something that you would tell yourself?
1: Oh my goodness! Take a business class. Take a business class. (laughs) That's very good. Yes. No. Um. I mean, it would most honestly, it would mostly be financial things, just because, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand like that in order to actually not just produce work but to sustain yourself that way to be selling the work to be showing it and sharing it with the public like that takes a huge amount of infrastructure Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of uh, everything time marketing support admin tech money whatever um i had no idea um what it was gonna take and you know i wish i'd done some things differently i mean honestly just having real estate like just having my own space to work because i went through a lot of Housing instability, I lost my first art studio in Vermont, like, so that's been a journey. Um, I mean, certainly I made some good art out of the journey, but... well, oh, that's uh, always good, right? I probably would have told myself, honestly, like, you have no idea what you are capable of, and it is actually great things. Yeah. So just keep following that path. Like, there will be ups and downs, but, like the work is going to get better and better and you're going to love it more and you're going to meet cool people on the way, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, this is your journey. Like, enjoy it.
0: Yeah. You mentioned earlier about your studio. Do you think, because I, I talked to the, to our previous guest, they said that like having a studio space really changed their work and their outlook in life, you know, as a person and as an artist, do you think like having a space where you can come start something not have to like move let's say like if you use your kitchen table for example you create 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 but at a certain time you need to like hey i need this table back so i'm going to put my supplies back like do you think that helped your work a lot
1: yes uh absolutely and it's funny because you mentioned the kitchen table and i literally have a roommate i'm still friends with but i both of us remember the argument that we had when Uh she came home from like her dissertation yeah stuff getting her phd and i was like all over the dining table with my art stuff, and she could not it was oh my gosh it was a problem i mean i would i would say i'm gonna speak in extremes but i think in this country there's like an absolute crisis in terms of what artists need versus what is available to Mm -hmm. us. And I think that it is so essential for every artist to have a sacred dedicated workspace where they can control the variables um, and whatever it is they need for success they have mm-hmm. there and it's not a lot you think about it we're a country that's full of buildings right Absolutely, yeah. And all we need is just like a small just a know? small budget like, so, like just a
0: small sector like a a public arts sector where you know it's like here's the knowledge here's the like let's say grant here's how, like where to go next you know just the basic knowledge because knowledge is power and po- power is money you know right so
1: i think also our systems are not very well set up um, yeah to even the grant systems, yeah. they're not set up to help sustain artists in the long term. Like, if you want to have a career from the time, let's say, you finish school, maybe you're 25 or something like that, through, let's say, 60. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a lot of years and it costs a lot to live in America. Mm-hmm. Cobbling together these tiny little grant amounts yeah. that take you just as long to apply as it does to pay for it, it makes no sense, honestly. Mm-hmm. They're not, to me, they're not a setup. For long-term career success for yeah. artists. They're a setup for a non-profit. A quick fix in a way. Yes. They're a quick yeah. fix. That it sounds like we're doing something, but to yeah. me, they're set up for a non-profit to be able to take in a lot of funds, distribute them, look like they did their job, sign off on it, and get more funds. But really, I hate to say it, but the ones who are getting paid the most consistently are the administrators. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't say that to insult anyone. I mean, certainly there, doing an important role, but there isn't enough to go around. Like, the pot yeah. simply isn't big enough to be supporting all of us in substantial ways. And I think it really is taking away from artists' ability to work. Yeah. And, and the studio itself is only one piece of the puzzle, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely it's made a big difference in my life.
0: Do you like... Um, Because I remember, like, we first met because I went to Art 150, but then I remember, like, Senior Art and Deeper level, like, interacting with it was when I curated the show back in May last year and I remember like yeah. setting it up and it was amazing. Everything fit perfectly well. A great show. Yeah, amazing, yeah. We should do like a little throwback. Okay. But um but what I remember was like the public interacting with your art. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much like details, there's watercolor, so people like look far away, then you, like zoom in their face and get closer and closer. Mm-hmm. As an artist, do you like seeing like people interact or ask questions or sometimes like assume thing and be like hey is that like what i think it is no it's this do you like that kind of process
1: yeah um yes i certainly i do feel that it's an important part of like the lifespan and the cycle of being a creator
0: yeah
1: or creative, you are creating with the intent in the hope of somebody appreciating your work mm-hmm. and i think it can feel really fulfilling to have somebody appreciate it yeah Um, it no longer gives me the same, like, high that it used to, I guess. I know that sounds weird. Um, but I guess what I mean is, like, you get further into the discipline, to me at least, of being an artist and a creator, and, like, the validation becomes less important. Mm -hmm. And it's more a question of, like, feedback, like is this a new, substantially new input? Is, has this person offered me some insight into the yeah. work or some suggestion of a direction I can take it in next? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, certainly you want to allow yourself that joy yeah. of like, oh, wow, they love it and yeah. I love it and this is all great and this is happy. Yeah. But it's, um, there are so many levels on which I'm problem solving yeah. in a given moment that at this point, like, I don't know, I would almost imagine it to be like, you know, somebody who's, like, played, a, like, a thousand concerts. Yeah. They just did Madison Square Garden. You're like, you just did Madison Square Garden. They're like, yeah, like, I really just, like, need to have a pizza and chill. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, got I that. got to Yeah. But I do, I love that we're doing these shows, and I love that the, the work is being seen, because that is a lot of what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, just a side story here. When I was in Vermont, I was first starting to put my work out there. Um, I had a couple of really impactful experiences where people specifically two totally different men um, told me that their work my work really spoke to them because their mothers had also been watercolor painters oh wow and they had entire boxes of their work in their attics or whatever oh, wow. one of them even wanted, really wanted to show me and wow. he was very strongly urged to show me this work and share it with me because he said I know she was an amazing painter she never really had much time to do it she she did these paintings they just sat in our attic Mm -hmm. and it really shifted my perspective a little bit because I always knew that having a career was important to me and doing creative work but um, something changed where I kind of had to say to myself like you need to pick up where these women weren't able oh, wow. to. It
0: was like now and ever, basically. Like,
1: yeah, like, I'm doing this for all the women who did, yeah. whose work never made it out there, never yeah. made it to museums. Like, I want to produce something that someone will take seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it to have longevity. I want it to be used and appreciated.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm always, like, meshing that product design side, because that is, like, a side of me. But also with that, just, like, I want to make the art that somebody wants to keep in an attic and share with someone they yeah. want to keep it on their wall like they, you know so so
0: there's like that interaction relationship no i totally understand that. yeah yeah that's I pretty it's, amazing yeah. that you know it connected so much with that gentleman that everybody had his mother he wanted to show her work to you that's i think like the best things of being an artist you know it's like that human connection or yeah yeah that's pretty chill that's pretty cool
1: yeah and also i mean i was thinking about so before I came in here, I was like, oh, I wonder what he's gonna ask yeah. me. But I was kind of thinking about just my own path as an artist, and and what it what it means to be a woman mm-hmm. artist. And it's not something I actually like to talk about much because um, I don't like to be pigeonholed by my gender. Yeah. Um, when I create, I feel like it comes from a space of no gender. It comes mm-hmm. from a space of just really clear seeing humanness. Yeah. And that's something um, that I've never questioned. I yeah. was just kind of new. It's almost like you're performing a piano piece and what difference does it make yeah. Who the what the composer was, what I am, like, yeah. these are the notes and this yeah. is me playing it. And what the
0: melody is or whatever, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: but I feel like we live in a world that's always trying to categorize people. Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess when I say I'm doing this for all women or whatever, it's only because I didn't realize how many barriers there were or could be to achieving w- whatever you're trying to achieve absolutely in- and that goes like
0: in every profession like all the women before you that kind of open door well like kick those doors down so then your journey was a little easier and then you can make the next you know person's journey a little easier and break those barriers and doors so it's like basically in the end we're all connected and we're all like you know present time or past future we're all like helping getting help from the previous generation and helping the, the mm-hmm. coming generation which is pretty cool
1: yeah totally you're so right and also i love that art has this ability to speak to you from the past or the exactly future. yeah I mean, you can look at somebody's work i always loved that as a kid i don't know yeah. about, like how you experience museums but i used to love to go up to like really as close as they would let me to like you know the oil paintings yeah. actually which is funny because i don't do oil painting but i love seeing the, the brush strokes, strokes. yeah yes just like immortalized and you're like that's where the hand was that's what it did oh my gosh yeah because i always
0: love to even since i was a kid going to museums or seeing whoever's works i'm looking at where they start and where they finish to me that's always Mm -hmm. like you know that thought of like figure trying to figure out the work like you know what i mean oh, i find it like so fascinating I
1: that
0: yeah because i like you said i look at the brush stroke and yeah. then i look at like try to figure out what kind of medium they used right. and then when i i you know back away a little bit i'm like oh i wonder where they started i wonder where it was finished you mm. know and if you really focus on it you can kind of you can kind of like get the vibe and see it i like
1: yeah. that Maybe i need to do that i should do that time. well once you
0: do that it's like it's like a hook. Like, you just get hooked on it. You just want to, like, try the next one, the next one, the next Because sometimes you... It's almost like, you know, lottery. Like, sometimes you play, you win, sometimes you don't. But it's, like, the thrill right. of playing. That's yeah. Cool. And going back to inspiration, I wanted to ask... Um, since you do so many things, you do the ballet, the piano, the songwriting, you know, how do you... Well, first of all, how do you have the energy to do everything? And then how do you execute... Like, how do you execute your ideas like how are you able to like you know if you're let's say like you're doing ballet like are you in the moment of that like like in a trance with the dance or are you like kind of thinking oh you know this movement from my arm would be like a beautiful like hand painting do you know what i mean because i'm kind of like that like i get distracted very easily mm-hmm. and that's where my good ideas come from
1: oh interesting um yeah that's a good question um so first i want to start by saying i am not in any way a a real dancer. I mean, I'm not, Uh I'm not a professional dancer. I'm not trying to be. So to me, each one of these, um, artistic media, I guess, is in a very different phase. Like I'm furthest along with the visual arts because I went to school for it and Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for more than 15 years. Um, I've taken freelance projects professionally. That's much further along even than songwriting because Mm -hmm. I did study music as a kid, but I taught myself guitar, you know, at age 19, I picked it up again at 21, you know, whatever. And that was a much more casual thing. I didn't start writing songs until I was in my early 30s. Um, And ballet, more than anything, I think ballet just gives me the grounding and the discipline of being in my body. Yeah. And it's just an alternate practice. It's kind of like a person might do yoga. But for me, ballet speaks to me. My teacher's really serious. So if you take your mind off the combination for like two seconds, like you have messed up. Oh, mm-hmm. She will let you know you <laughs> messed up. Oh, she lets <laughs> you know? <Yes>. Uh-oh. <laughs> She's, it's like we all love her dearly. Yeah. That's why we keep showing up. But it is not an easy class. No, I can imagine.
0: Ballet is like super hard. It,
1: it's very hard. And, and I think it's 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 a disappointment to myself that I, I'm not able to be better at it yeah. because I I actually think if I had started young and that had been the thing that I did, like I I would have gotten quite good, but I hardly moved as a kid. I was Mm -hmm. in front of the piano where I was sitting there drawing and maybe that's my nature. Um, but I think my impulse to want to draw dancers comes from a place of I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So, and it's also a great way of understanding the body. Um, I love that each medium can teach you different things. You can accomplish different things with it. I think music has the ability to speak to people so directly. Yeah. Like, it's a real, like, when it, like, tugs at your heart, like, it's so instant. I feel like it's, like,
0: yes, it's, like, an instant. Yeah. You know, like, you can be, you can, feel the exact emotion where oh. art kind of, like, warms up a little bit and then, boom, you're there, you know?
1: Yeah, like, I think art, depending on what it is, can yeah. do all kinds of things for you, but it's a little bit more... I don't want to say intellectual, but there's some, some, it's just different. Yeah. The way that, that a person consumes it, I guess. Um, but you asked about inspiration, and one thing I wanted to touch on was that, um, for me, I don't think there's ever a shortage of things that I could be inspired by. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause I, I love the visual world and I can usually find things, whether it's a sunset or a landscape or a a building or, you know, a person's face or whatever. Um, But I do have, I found over the years that it's important to set myself up for success in um, creating the output. Mm -hmm. And that's often the harder part at this stage is um, it's almost like a performance. How are you setting yourself up for a good performance? So how do I do that good work?
0: Yeah,
1: And sometimes it is a question of finding the right inspiration but a lot of it is a question of like timing can you keep yourself available can you keep your mind space clear Mm -hmm. can you keep yourself focused is this the right time to sit down and do the work and that's where having a studio factors into the Mm -hmm. equation that's where do i have to stop what i'm doing and go to a part-time job for three days in a row those things make a difference because Mm -hmm. if your life is not available free and available for you to step into the impulse to create and more than once because not everything you produce is going to be good you have to go through four rounds before something good turns up and i think a lot of what our society doesn't understand about the process is like that they have a term one hit wonder yeah you know And you might see the output of a good artistic performance from somebody and assume, oh, well, great, that only took them two hours or, you know, I could do that or whatever. But the truth of it is that it it has to be a full life. Yeah. You know, so I have to get to know myself well enough to know that seven hours or six hours of sleep is not going to work. Yeah, you know or starting a work at midnight mm-hmm. which maybe I could do when I was in my 20s like yeah. it's not going to work now, now.
0: Yeah, yeah, or
1: even something as simple as like I can't have people having arguments in the background while I'm trying to paint I can't mm-hmm. have somebody interrupt me because watercolor is super unforgiving
0: yeah
1: so during the times when I had to work out of my apartment space shared with roommates sometimes those issues were coming up yeah. you know roommate and her boyfriend arguing like that completely disrupts yeah. the flow of my work it's not like the a artistic joke. flow yeah yeah. it's like literally sending somebody to the olympics yeah and they get partway through their ski round and you're like oh hold on a second yeah. like an avalanche
0: comes it says wait a minute you can't <laughs> it stops you completely
1: yeah or like someone just stops him and it's like hey can i tell you a joke like yeah and you're I'm like oh in the Hello, middle, in the middle exactly <laughs>
0: that's so funny yeah that's really cool
1: So I just wanted to bring that that component into it because I feel like the public, a lot of times, like they see the output and they love it and they appreciate it and they want to know, well, how how does an artist do this good work or whatever? Mm -hmm. And you don't just do the good work. You know, you train, you practice at it, you find a time and a space that's going to work, you set yourself up for success. Yeah,
0: they don't see like the many endless hours that took for you to get to that piece or just to get to that, you know... That state. Sorry, my pants are so noisy.
1: Um, <laughs> well, and the mental game, too. That's, yeah. like, another thing that, you know, I do Buddhist meditation and I was really glad to find it because early on in my career I was having a lot of mental struggles yeah. with, like, f- feeling just a lot of swings. of yeah. oh, I'm doing really well. Or I'm doing so poorly. And, like, how yeah. do you get... That how balance, you, yeah. The mental game is hard, especially with visual work, because mm. I feel like something about a medium like ballet, maybe you have a whole team of people there, maybe people you've competed with just to get the role. You have coaches, you have an audience. Like there, there's no time or space as far as I can tell to do like a whole lot of like, a whole lot of like...
0: Spontaneous stuff in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: you're not going to get on stage and be like, oh, I'm doing so well today. Let me try this. Let me try that. Like it's very, it's very scripted. Whereas like, the process of creating from scratch like you're just doing one thing after the next one color one brushstroke whatever you know if you don't learn to work with your mind Mm. i think that's that's the work of it a lot of the work of it is like the
0: fundamental yeah
1: do you find that you feel like there's a lot of mental work in what you're doing
0: um it really depends how complex the work is most times it to me the biggest problem is like executing the idea to have the finished product look like exactly Mm. like the idea to me that's the biggest problem but like the process in between it can it really depends you know it depends like what i'm like my mood it depends like how i'm feeling if i slept well if i didn't Mm. um but yeah like to me the biggest struggle it's like i'll think of like a prototype for a chair Mm. like a sculptural chair and in the end it's like it's really difficult to get the exact idea. Sometimes it works, and it's the most, like, gratifying feeling, but then when it doesn't, it's, like, the most devastating mm-hmm. feeling because you feel, like, so bad. You're like, I can't go on, this is it, I'm done, no more ever, you know? So yeah. I think it just, I think it really depends for me. But, like, you guys, you said, like, I do a lot of, like, Tibet meditations. Yeah. Like, uh, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Tibet- Tibetan. Tibetan, yes. Uh, monks meditation, and that helps me a lot to, like, clear because sometimes like you know you're thinking about life when you get mm-hmm. to the studio mm-hmm. if you're not able to shut that personal life with your work life because mm-hmm. sometimes you can use both and they work great but this mm-hmm. is not like if you work with something very complex that you know to me requires a lot of planning and like infrastructure a lot of math that I'm not really good at mm-hmm. then I have to be able to divide the one or the other because then I might as well just stay home and sleep in because not mm-hmm. a, nothing's going to come out of it
1: i can see that yeah and do you find that like when you when you do get to a result that that feels right like that you want it or whatever do you have those moments of feeling like a really intense satisfaction oh
0: my god 100 percent! it's like the best feeling it's like that will happen and then i walk in the street it's just like i feel like i'm vibrating with like positivity and i feel like people feel it too you know yeah. like it's just different you know but then when you're when it doesn't go right you're just like i feel like i'm vibrating with like mm-hmm. disappointment and sadness and then people can feel that too you know what i mean but then when that does happen that amazing thing happens other things in my life start to go amazing as well like things that i i, I couldn't figure out how to do whether it's like most it's like art related but it's not just you know for painting like the podcast you know i had like an amazing Um, I was able to, like, complete an amazing sculpture I was doing for my previous show in December in New York. And then I had the idea for, like, how to, you know, do the podcast, whether it's going to be, like, video, if it's going to be online, like, through Zoom, and, like, no, let's get the artist in the studio, get the vibe off of the energy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was, like, one thing, like, you know, kind of... How do you say What's the right word in English? Sorry.
1: One thing led to another. L- yeah,
0: one thing like kind of led to another. I was no, there's like another a creative word. Creative
1: brainstorm.
0: No, I forget. There's like a specific word. And I always forget this word in English, but I'll remember later. No worries. But it's like one thing leads. Now to, I let's let just yeah. Now, now I want to know it too. It's like on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember. But let's just go with the lead. So one thing leads to another, and if it's like a positive, we'll get a, a like bigger a, positive. Unfolds. It's Kind of. Ugh, I probably said it like so many times in my mm-hmm. other interview that. My brain is like, okay. You're
1: gonna message me at like two. Yeah, minutes. exactly. Like, oh god, I'll remember
0: like you. one in the morning. <laughs> wake up and be like, oh my god, this is it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's, it's curious, I was just curious, it's interesting to kind of hear how everyone yeah. like really said that. I think that is one of the things that unites all of us. Like, Absolutely. That we can all confidently say that sometimes you are given a creation that, that you knew you had to get out and you executed it just one thing at a time. And it, yeah. it, it's art, art kind of helped me latch onto to spirituality mm-hmm. in a way almost because yeah. I felt like from a young age I'd been given these abilities to pull something out of thin air you know like they would throw me on stage and suddenly I would do wasn't always but I would sometimes do the best performance of my life and it just felt like it came from beyond you know so I think in those moments like you're just you're kind of humbled and grateful yeah so it's like in a way you could kind of let that inflate your ego but at the same time it's like I could also confidently say like I didn't necessarily invent every step of this Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of learn to work with the magic, Yeah. right? Like, and over time, you get better and better of, of just working with it. Yeah. You know, it's almost like it's almost like you have a kid, and you could you could say, "Well, this is my kid," but yeah. this is like a whole independent thing that you yeah. learn to work with. Exactly,
0: it's like a whole human being you have to <laughs> engage and interact with. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so kind I of understand. like learn to
1: understand, like, okay, what are their mood swings? Yeah. What do they need? Like, whatever. It's almost like that where you're like with my watercolor, like. And I'm still early on in this with music Mm -hmm. where I'm still learning how songs work for me and Mm -hmm. I love it, but it's, it's still early. But with art, I'm a little bit more like, okay, I can say I want, I want to try a limited color palette tonight Mm -hmm. because I know I just feel it. Yeah. And I could trust myself more and more. Like I can say, um, I'm going to venture off into some weird territory with this. Even if it doesn't turn out well, I'm going to give myself permission. And it's interesting because I what you said before kind of reminded me of, yeah, I went to a meditation retreat center and did an arts retreat pretty early on after starting to sell my work at the farmers markets mm-hmm. because at the beginning I had a lot of trouble dealing with both the reactions and then the pressure to produce good work. Yeah. And I was really in a bad mental place about it, and um. Because it was hard to detach myself from the results. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I needed somebody to help me. And the arts retreat actually retreat helped me a lot. Um, it helped me understand that there were different aspects to it. Mm-hmm. There was a the business aspect that was weighing yeah. on me, but that had to be considered separately from the producing aspect. Yeah. You know, I couldn't put that pressure on myself to produce for money because if you don't get it right you know just paint the sheep, paint the horse yeah because that's what people want and if you don't get it right you won't have your income like you can't do that it's too no, much on a person because you
0: lose like the soulfulness of the art itself yes. and it becomes like generic and
1: yes like people can made. see,
0: yeah, exactly. And, exactly. I, and
1: the ability to tap into that creative spirit, and you have to give your human self permission to fail. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that the corporate world really struggles with—that mm-hmm. trying to manage artists.
0: Yeah, like micromanage. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like they don't understand that. Like, <laughs> we don't necessarily have all the answers, but we know enough to know that exactly. we need a good night's sleep, and we need yes. an extra three weeks on this. Absolutely. There's
0: know? no formula. Like nobody right. tell. Like you can't tell people this is. You know how you do it. It's a process, right. and it's like a spontaneous process. You have you don't have the answers to, right? And you can't really explain it. And then people are like, "What?" <laughs>
1: right. You know. And I've thought that before. Like art can't be formulaic. Yeah. It's simply, it simply isn't. That isn't the way it works. And it's funny because when you have an artistic perspective after a while, you can look at other industries and kind of yeah. laugh a little bit because yeah. it's like I always think it's funny when like economists and you know all of the numbers people who love to like predict. With their formulas, like more formulas yeah. and more numbers and like. Or like
0: statistics, yeah. Yeah,
1: and at some point they'll kind of come to you and they'll be like, well, there's an externality here sometimes where the thing didn't work out the way we thought it. Yeah.
0: Because like. everything's so, they're so used to like being precise that they don't, they can't even fan them like <laughs> the spontaneous, like artistic, no pressure, you know, like supernatural experience. They're like, huh? No, that not that's not XY, you know? Right. So, right. yeah. But right. it's very interesting. It's, yeah. yeah.
1: Like we work with different aspects of life, you know, and as, and as an artist, you, you learn to work with those harder to predict, harder to understand, not, not quantifiable aspects Mm -hmm. like, um, qualities, you know, the way a person, the way a person's mood is an emotion, a facial Mm -hmm. expression a color. Like I tell entire stories in color and I know what I'm doing and they make sense to me, but could I tell a finance person that they ought to hire me on the basis of I'm so good at working with color? Exactly. Uh, what proof do they have?
0: Exactly. And they can't even like, <laughs> even if you had proof, they wouldn't be able to understand it because it's so right. far beyond, you know, the black and white stuff they're used right. to. They're like, there's no gray area.
1: And I'm not meaning to, I'm not meaning to hate on numbers people, but I think that our wisdom yeah. is wisdom and yeah. it's, it's very much needed in the current moment that Absolutely.
0: We're at. And it can be interjected into other professions where mm-hmm. their I mean their professions can be helpful to everybody, but in a way it's like having an extra edge or something. Like a almost yeah. like a third eye in a way, you know? And yeah. how do you how do you tell people, hey, you know, they're like, huh? It's not gonna work.
1: And artists can often predict. I mean I'm able to predict a lot of I've accurately predicted a lot of cultural trends. Yeah. You know, things that you know, some people might have just ignored me or thought I was kind of talking crazy. But you yeah. know, even when I was working in the fashion industry, I could see it, the potential there for it to be declining. You know, yeah. I could see that a lot of the mass market chains were going to crumble under the weight of the waste of what they were offering to customers. Yeah. Um, and just a lot of different aspects that, um, and I'm not saying I, I know everything because like I don't even know what I'm, well, I know what I'll eat for breakfast tomorrow. But no. after that, I don't know, you know, no. but, but I, I think that. Artists a lot of times do have their finger on the pulse. Yeah, you know we. I do. Yeah, I think so too. A lot sense, so. of aspects of culture that yeah. we don't get credit for. Yeah, <laughs>
0: definitely. I definitely agree. <laughs> All right, Eloise, would you mind telling us your uh, your Instagram and your website, please?
1: Sure. Um, so I'm Um uh, My artwork is under jhelloise.com dot um, So that's www dot j h e l o i s s and sam e com. My Instagram is j dot dot official, um, and I am available for commissions. I take freelance projects um, in art, design, um, branding, and I will also be. Um, Releasing my new website soon. Oh, perfect. So you will be able to buy greeting cards and art prints online at my website.
0: Oh, that's really Um, cool. Yes. All of your information, somebody wants to reach out to you, is in your Instagram and your website, correct? Correct. Perfect. And is your website, like, in the meantime running or is it, like, under construction? I
1: do have a functioning website. Oh, okay,
0: perfect. All right, so they don't have to wait for the final premiere. They can stay tuned, but they can still, you know, access everything. Yes. All right, perfect. You can
1: see all the greeting cards at the shop. Perfect. Um, Yes. Alright.
0: Thank you so much for coming to my podcast. It's been a pleasure having Thank you. you sir. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yes. And we'll definitely chat again soon.
1: Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Bye bye.